Hello, hello, this is Interneted, I'm Michael Bird. And I'm Rob Murgatroyd. And welcome to our show about tech, gadgets and the internet by a couple of blokes who are always being asked how to fix most. Fixed, mm, they did it again, how to fix most of it. Isn't that right, Rob? That is, we fix technological problems and we fix the way that we speak. Um, <laughs> we do. Yes, that is what we, we do. do. We strive for audio supremacy. greatness, supremacy. Don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is Interneted, um, and on this show, we'll be sharing our tech knowledge and keeping you up to date and informed with the latest tech news and updates from around the internet. We'll also be opening a brand new case at the Agony Uncles Detective Agency, solving your tech woes. And finally, we'll be heading over to the Museum of Retro Tech, where we'll be taking a look at some of the biggest moments from gadget history. So buckle up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show from two blokes in our spare bedrooms. This is Interneted. Okay, well, it's time to start the show with our weekly tech roundup. Each week, we both bring the most interesting bits of news from around the world of tech. Sifting through the shoe speakers, smart <laughs> wedding rings, and the licky pet brush. <laughs> so you don't have to. <laughs> oh it's my possibly God. the worst named gadget in history. I don't even know. The, I When I read this on the script and I read it in my head, it, I felt so unsettled by it. That I didn't even want to. When <laughs> we were not, talking about this before the pleasant. show, I didn't even want to ask you what it was. I don't even want to ask you what it is. The, just the... Uh, just the <laughs> getting a live reaction. Well, to put you out your misery, it's a a brush that you can use on your pet, specifically aimed at cats. Actually, that you put in your own mouth, oh. um, and then act as if you're licking your pet to clean oh. them. <laughs> oh my! It's more disgusting than I ever imagined. If I, oh god, can we move? It's on? one of the worst things to come out of 2015. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It, that is absolutely, that is both unsettling and disgusting, and I don't ever want to talk about it again. <laughs> You're so welcome. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, should I start so, with the big news of the week? Please do. Apple have discontinued the HomePod. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, no. Wait, what's the HomePod? <clears throat> okay, so the HomePod uh, is Apple's version of, I don't know, like the Amazon... Alexa, you know the like the Amazon Alexa smart speaker, or probably yeah. a Sonos One or a Play One, um, like their small speaker. Yeah, yeah. so not their smallest speaker, but like just a, like it's designed really as like a smart speaker that sounds really good, and you can you know have lots of them in your home and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They have discontinued it. Um, f- people are speculating that it's because um, they weren't selling. Well, they weren't selling enough of them. There mm. were better smart speaker options on the market. And um, so, yeah, that's the reason why they disconnected it. What they haven't disconnected, very interestingly, is the HomePod Mini. So that still exists. Uh-huh. Um, I was going to say, otherwise, this would be the end of the Apple HomePod smart home experience, yeah. wouldn't it? And it's quite a critical experience if you wanted to use HomeKit, which is Am- um, Amazon's Apple's um, smart home system that they have. 
Um, so you can use a HomePod or a HomePod mini as essentially like the nerve center, the hub for your smart home, the thing that kind of all, all the commands go into and all of the commands go mm. out of. So you can also use an Apple TV for that. But a lot of people use a, 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 have been using a HomePod because you can use the smart assistant. I don't want to say the name of the smart assistant because it's going to trigger smart <laughs> assistants. I think we did that in like that episode two. We did. We were, fl- <laughs> we were flooded with complaints of, um, you know, we ordered like random stuff off Amazon for people because we uh, triggered their um, their smart system. Um, so, yeah, so that's very interesting. So it be interesting to see what Apple do moving forward. People, mm. I think people don't expect them to discontinue the HomePod Mini. I think they're going to carry on with that because it's it's less of a speaker. It's more of like a central nerve system for your home. So yeah, think, it's just an enabler, isn't it, really, for yeah. everything else? It's like the Echo Dot. So the Echo Dot equivalent is still being continued. You know, the really small, like, hockey puck-sized Amazon thing. But the yeah. bigger speaker, um, the HomePod, has been discontinued. So I think that makes sense. buy them they're, while they're... stocks last. They're probably easier to fit in around the home, aren't they? You yeah, yeah, yeah. Shove yeah. them on a shelf or slot them in the kitchen or wherever you might want to put them. So I think, yeah, I think it makes sense as a smaller device. And the HomePod Mini has got one thing that the, the HomePod original, once it's been disconnected, doesn't have, which oh, yeah. is thread support, support for thread, which is an up and coming, you may all be hearing lots about it, up and coming smart home protocol that basically means your smart home is going to be way more reliable and way more responsive. And it's supported by Apple and Google. I'm not sure Amazon are behind it yet. Um, so the HomePod supports that. HomePod Mini supports that. So that's, that's probably good. another so sort of future-proof. Well. Yeah. Future-proof technology. Yeah, exactly nice. that. So that was my item one. Did you have anything this week? I did. I saw that, um, once again, I'm back with the Chinese Android manufacturers. <laughs> I'm, uh, hey, it's a wheelhouse. The- you know it well. <laughs> I do know it well, <laughs> and they know me well, apparently, as well. Um, so a company called Oppo have come out with a brand new smartphone, um, and they, they've called it the Oppo Find X3. It's the latest in the series of Oppo phones. And on the surface, you'd think it's just a pretty normal phone, and for the most part, it is. Um, one of the coolest features about it, though, is that it's got a microscope camera. Um. So. You know you can get some phones that have like a macro mode where you can get fairly yeah. close to something. This is an actual microscope camera. So it comes, you can get, I think its focus distance is one to three millimetres away. So it's, you know, super, super close. Thank you for, and listeners, you can't see the video because this, this is the medium of audio. But <laughs> what Rob did was, is he showed me how how close three millimetres was from his face by putting his hand very in front close. of his face. Rob, it didn't work particularly well visually. Just, I just want you to know that because you have your hand in front of your face. I couldn't see anything. So, but anyway, three millimeters <laughs> is is approximately um, point point three of a centimeter. Very well done. Thank you for conversions there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically very, very close. Um, and usually, when you shove your phone real close to something like that, you'll block out all the light, the natural light coming to it. So, to compensate for that, Oppo have put a ring light around the lens. So it will illuminate whatever the subject is that yeah. you're putting your phone right next to. And actually, I've seen some results from the camera um, from early review units, and they're actually very, very impressive. Um, people are starting a game where you take a, the microscope picture and you try and get people to guess what the object is. They say, what, what have I taken a picture of? Because you can get, you know, properly, if you take a picture of a, a piece of clothing, you'd get into like the threads to work out what it are. So, yeah, it's a very now- cool piece of technology. I know people have worked very hard on it, but that does sound like the most useless piece of technology <laughs> I've ever heard. What would you They're, use it for? Why? Uh, Why would uh, you, you? 
you could say it's a gimmick, but there's yeah. there's always this debate between what's a gimmick and what's a feature. Like, what's the new feature that all phones are going to have? I, I, I don't think sure it's going to be microf- one of it. I, I don't think microscope is one of it. One of them. But, you know, it might uh, infiltrate the science community. They might be like, well, you know, we haven't got my microscope with me, but I've got my Oppo phone, so I can get a little microscope That's picture. quite a niche. It's quite a game. I thought gaming phones were niche. I think microscope <laughs> phone is even more niche. Science phones. Uh, this is the next big thing. I tell you. Hey, do you like here first? Do you like Amazon and do you like Netflix? I do. I like both of those things. Okay. Well, like Amazon a bit more just for the moment because Amazon are due to add in a shuffle feature. Okay. To, hey. To, to what? So you know, you know, when you kind of, okay, let's say like Friends, for example, right? Mm-hmm. And most people our age have seen all of Friends series one Quite to a few times. 12, yeah. t- 10, 10, 11, however many series they've yeah, got. I think it's 10. So like we kind of don't need to watch it chronologically. We, we grew up watching E4 with just a random episode on. <clears> yeah. And uh, the days, that, you know, now we're in the days of kind of streaming that usually makes you watch it from start to finish, doesn't it? You have to start on series one, episode one and make your way through it. I just want to watch an episode at random. So mm-hmm. Amazon... Are bringing this on their prime uh, prime videos are going to be bringing this feature through, uh, so you should be able to pick a uh, one of their TV shows, a series, and it will shuffle for you. So you and I, we both enjoy Community, which I believe is on Amazon at the moment. So we can just what we can just pick a random episode, and it'll um, go. And you press, you just press, just show me an episode, and it'll go. Uh, so this has come to Amazon, and uh, people are speculating Netflix will not be far behind. Uh, mm. Because um, everyone loves a good little feature like this, so I think that's that's interesting. I think I don't know if that's the use I would have thought when I first read up on this whole shuffle feature. Yeah, I thought it would go. So say you know you can add things to your watch list on Netflix or Amazon ah. Prime. I thought it would shuffle through like the first episode of any of the TV series that you've put on your, oh, your that's watch cool. list. I, so it's like watching live tv you don't know what's coming up next necessarily so you, so you basically you put you create a pot of all of your tv shows that you like mm. so like friends brooklyn 99 community yep. um uh parks and recreation scrubs uh, you're just revealing scrubs. all your tastes <laughs> sitcoms uh what other am i missing any sitcoms and that's that's all the good that's all the good oh yeah, the yeah. office as well the office u.s office Naturally. and british yeah. office i would include the british office in it while we're here let's just throw in a sherlock you know, sometimes wow. you need Go crazy. It. Yeah. Go wild. A uh, TV show yes. that I'm currently really enjoying is uh, Superstore on Netflix. Let's just throw Superstore in there. And then what you do is you press play and then you just... Boom. Here's season two, episode seven of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Then you press skip and then it goes... Season nine, episode one of Friends. That That's the kind of thing that you were thinking. Well, no, I was thinking... I was thinking that it would play in chronological order, but it would mix up the shows that you're playing so you don't have to decide. Because you know when you never know what you want to watch. Oh, nice. But you've got a whole watch list and you say, well, I probably want to watch something from there and it will shuffle it, but it will play in chronological order. That would be my... I thing. think we have an idea here. Um, I think we do. Sh- shall we... I think we've patented it. We've... Can we just say TM? TM. Right yeah, TM. What's our com- What should our company be? I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but this feels important. Uh... Something about shuffle, the, the, the truffle shuffle, the TM. <laughs> the shuffle boys. <laughs> All right, head here first, the shuffle boys, TM. Rob, let's quickly move on to... Uh, before- let's shuffle to the next next news <laughs> item. Um, <laughs> so something, one of the biggest acquisitions in gaming history um, is 
the Bethesda Softworks, um, or the parent company, ZeniMax Studios, was bought out by Microsoft, one of the biggest Whoa. deals in gaming history. Several billion. Um, this happened a little while ago, but people were speculating what that meant for the games that they actually produced. So some of the largest um, gaming names out there. So you've got like things like The Elder Scrolls, the Fallout series. Um, oh, is that? It's Fallout Bethesda? It is Bethesda as well, Cracking yes. Game. So games that we're, we've both played in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, the theory is now, and it's almost been confirmed by the Microsoft um, head of Microsoft Xbox, Phil Spencer. Spectre? Phil Spencer. Um, he's basically said that moving forward, those games will essentially be exclusive to the Xbox console oh, or the Game no. Pass That's awful. ecosystem. It's a big announcement. But it's what a lot of people are speculating because if you spend seven billion on a company, you want yeah. to make sure that you've got exclusive rights to it. That's but really bad for gaming. It, isn't it, it could change the gaming landscape because a lot of people are big, big fans of these, um, big fans of these uh, names. And if they don't get to play them on their PlayStation Five, then they could be very upset. So, it but could. there's but there's an opportunity there because, um, yeah, okay, Bethesda makes some good games like Fallout. Do they make Red Dead Red Dead? That one, <laughs> that's uh, that's Rockstar Games. Red Dead ah, Redemption. okay. Because it's, I mean, it's really similar to Fallout, isn't it? In terms of like that super massive open world, Huge you open can interact world. with anything. Yeah. So there, but maybe there's an opportunity there if if they start cranking out games, people could yeah, just possibly. make better versions. You know, like how there's like a racing game on PlayStation and a racing game on Xbox, and you know. Yeah, they fight again. I don't know. I don't know what it will mean. I think for a lot of people, it'll mean they'll just be sad and they'll just miss out on the opportunity yeah. to play the games but i think for some people it means well i better buy an xbox then um but i think it's also interesting that it's it comes as part of their game pass series they've said yeah so if you've got a pc you can subscribe to their um streaming game streaming service game pass and you'll get those games for free so it was essentially on two platforms it's on xbox and it's on pc but it just means playstation users will probably miss out on the next generation of those games so that's a shame it is a shame well um rob do you still have your game boy advance i wish that i did but it makes me sad that i don't okay well uh if it's in a box somewhere in the loft go and dig it out because have i got news for you because i know how much you like um game boy advance and i know how much you also like christopher nolan films um <laughs> uh because you're a massive fan of not really being able to hear the dialogue you just you just <laughs> like the music um so somebody has uh i quite like this this is like very um slightly passive aggressive and i think it's quite hilarious so christopher nolan his films aren't are, are well known for being a little bit hard to decipher the um <laughs> dialogue in it and tenet yeah. which is the one that came out um this year or last year sorry um was one of the worst i've i have experienced in really? terms of un- being able to understand the dialogue i went to the uh, the cinema uh, in high wickham a lovely cinema in Highwickham. Support your local cinema. And um, it was... I have never listened to a louder film in my entire life. <laughs> I genuinely thought my ears, my ears were going to bleed. I think what they wow. did is they cranked it as loud as possible so people could hear the dialogue because the music is so loud. Anyway, um, so but Chris Van was asked about this and he was like, the music is part of the... You know, it's part of the dialogue. Like, yeah, yeah it plays part of it. Mm. Um, but... <laughs> and, and, and what he said, one of the things he said was... Um, it's really designed to be listened 
in IMAX. So if you're if you're watching it in a smaller cinema, well, it's kind of your own fault. You should really be watching the film <laughs> in so all of its glory. You're too poor to listen to my film. It's kind of, I mean, ticket. I wouldn't want to put words in his mouth, but what he was basically saying was, you know, don't watch it in a, don't watch it in your local cinema, go and watch it in a big IMAX. Um, so one hilarious uh, um, person has uh, taken Tenet and put it onto Game Boy Advance cartridges <laughs> and um, he's managed to fit the two hour 30 minutes film uh, <laughs> into <laughs> five game cartridges with a resolution of 192 by 128 pixels. Ooh. So um, uh, what's it? Let's, what 4K is like 2048 by something. Yeah, so nearly. You know, four K is two thousand pixels by maybe a thousand pixels. This is one hundred twenty-two by one hundred twenty-eight pixels. So less than a tenth of the the four K resolution. Yeah. Um. And um. Some some films nowadays are sixty frames per second. Uh, sorry, twenty-four frames per second. Some of them are higher higher frame rate, sixty mm-hmm. frames per second. I know. Um. Uh. James Cameron experimented with like even higher frame rates. 100 and, yeah. 100 and something frames per second. Uh, they are running at six frames per second. <laughs> so it's like watching a slideshow. <laughs> it's like watching a slideshow. It's, it's uh, possibly the worst way to watch the film. Um, okay. Which I think is hilarious. I think this is very, very funny. Um, and you might be asking uh, um, why he's done it. And the answer is because of the whole thing about you have to watch the film in IMAX. This, I think it's the perfect response to um, Christopher Nolan putting um you know <laughs> making everyone watch the film in IMAX. He's taking on the man it. and they're winning let's be honest <laughs> yeah so there we go that was one of my favorite news items this week <laughs> i think the final the final thing that i've seen this week um is quite a, not a big thing but um i've spoken about the stadia google stadia streaming service a few times on this podcast the game um, do you mean the get like the game streaming service the game streaming is that service, the one that i always yeah. get adverts for and, the, and when it is you know, like sometimes when you're watching YouTube videos and the advert comes on really loud compared to the rest of the video. And when yeah. the Stadia adverts come on, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you've seen it, but it goes Stadia. <laughs> and I don't it, think it's- it does that. You've got your TV cranked up really loud. Like I, mean, I was going to watch this nice video about trains or something. And you're like just waiting and they go Stadia. <laughs> you're like, oh, flipping it. Turn it down. <laughs> yeah, that- I don't know. I know what Stadia uh, is. I have. Experience. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen that. But clearly, I already. They know that I'm know. interested already. You know, they, they don't, don't need to advertise. advertise to you. It's got to talk about it all the time on the podcast. <laughs> I'm basically doing their advertising for them. Um, so anyway, Stadia. Um, a little feature that they've got in a particular game is that um, you can play a screenshot. So you what? There's a game on Stadia. Yeah. Uh, it's called Pixel Junk Raiders. Yeah. So you know. Not quite a AAA title, but you can essentially in that game when you're playing on your Stadia, you can take a screenshot of the game, yeah, post it on the, the Stadia platform, and someone else can jump straight in and pick up from where you posted that screenshot, so Whoa. they'll be in your game. Whoa. How cool is that? It's like you're sharing. I guess it's sharing your save save state with someone else, but through the medium of a screenshot. So it's like is, an interactive picture. You see, a is picture it like a pla- really is it cool. like a platformer game, like a like a Mario? you know, Super Mario type side scroller. I think scroller. It's, it's an action game. Whoa. It's an action game, like a third person action game. That's really um, cool. So yeah, you can take a screenshot and you can share it and someone else can jump in. And the other cool thing is that that person can then take a screenshot and share it to other people. And the more people you get, it shows like a ghost of yourself. So that you can see the original person that played the game. Whoa. And you can see the next person that played the game. And you can see all the different people that have like jumped in and seen the screenshot. That is a really cool concept. 
I really, really I mean, cool, that, it, it has it has the op- the potential of being a total mess if lots of them <laughs> do it. But that's a really cool concept, isn't it? There's something quite cool about playing like ghosted versions of yourself in of games. His, yeah, exactly. There. Yeah. So and, like, especially racing games, it's quite fun. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, just a little quiet feature. It's not on any other games. It's only on this one. Yeah. Well, I'm, that is I it. think that's probably it for the roundup. That is, yeah, that is it for our tech roundup. We're going to be back with part two of Interneted right after this. Welcome back to Interneted, a show about tech, gadgets, and the internet. And it's now time for the part of the show where we take a brief chip trip to the Agony <laughs> Uncles Detective Agency. Yes, we are the Agony Uncles, and this is our illustrious detective agency solving crimes against tech, since MSN Messenger was the best way to keep in touch with your mates. Oh, MSN, what a cool time that I was. BRB. I, I was, gonna, I, I was just going to say that, <laughs> BRB. Be, be right we back. developed a whole new language to talk to people on MSN, oh, didn't we? It was the best, wasn't it? And you could time. set you could set like a little away message, couldn't you? If you're away from yeah. your, like you weren't active, and people always used to set like a a song lyric. And I saw a video <laughs> of someone recently that said, "I really wish I could set an away message for like on Teams, Microsoft Teams at work, and you just <laughs> and set was... a lyric for your away message." Oh my goodness! And you'd have like your status would be, and and, and people would find ways of doing like really intricate things with text. Like, I remember like like flowing texts and yeah. Oh man, was it was fun. an art form, wasn't it? wasn't just a messaging service and then and then myspace came around and that became an art form as well i don't i don't want to go i I, (laughs) that's for another time okay um so yes welcome back everyone uh this week we're going to open our doors once again to solve troubling tech mishaps misdemeanors and cold cases sent in by helpless bystanders we set this agency up because we're both those people who always get asked how to fix stuff it's tough work but somebody has to do it they do, and the good thing about us is that we never complain, do we? We never We're complain. always willing. Always willing. So, what is today's case, Michael? Uh, well, today's case comes from Terry in Wokingham. Oh, hey, Terry. Oh, to, is it from... Should I... Do we... What? Well, I mean, we've got an email from Terry, haven't we? And I feel like um, we need to get into the mindset of Terry. So, could you give us a little rendition of, of what Where, Terry's asked us? Where's Terry from? I think I heard he was from Yorkshire, actually, and he's moved to home. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, you. Go on, give us a little Terry. Hello. I... <laughs> I... Oh, no. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's gone. No, 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 Terry, he... he, he is that sounded Yorkshire, like Richard but... from Swansea, actually. <laughs> he did. It did. No, Terry is a rough, gruff... Um, he's, he's from Yorkshire, but he's, not, he's, well, he's only there for like a couple of weeks. Uh, all right, how you doing? I'm Terry. Um, <clears throat> well, I find myself wanting, wanting m- more when watching films at home. I'm fi- so let me start. <clears throat> let me start again. Sorry, let me just play that audio file again. It's very seamless. Hello, I'm Terry. I find myself wanting more when watching films at home. How can I get better sound when watching TV? How <laughs> <laughs> good? So, how, how good was that? If anyone didn't know, Terry is actually uh, Danny Dyer's brother. <laughs> 
Come on. Try, that was we, good. Do you want, let me know if you want Terry to speak again. I've really, I, I I've really, I cha- I know I've really channeled Terry. I can, <laughs> can get his opinion anytime. Yeah, no. It's that true, true Yorkshire accent that he's got coming through. He was only there. He was there on holiday. I don't know why he said it was from Yorkshire. <laughs> That's just where he was when he sent it. Okay. Well, thanks, Terry. Thanks for your question. Um, so, so, what's this all about? S- getting better about sound. Get a getting better sound when you're watching TV or watching films at home. Can I ask a question um, then? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Why? Like, what's wrong with just like plugging your TV in? That's what we. That's what we've always done. Just plug the TV in, hit play. Jobs are good. Why? Why would you need better sound? There's nothing wrong with it, um, but it doesn't give you the best depth of sound. Ooh. So the speakers in modern day TVs, because you know modern day TVs are very thin. Ah. Um, they don't have the space essentially to put in speakers with um, a lot of depth and a lot of size. So you can't put in a full subwoofer or anything like that. Whereas you know the old CRT TVs, the huge. Yeah behemoths of tvs they actually had really good sound quality because they just had the space to to fit those speakers in but today's uh tvs they, they just sound a bit thin and they don't have the depth of the bass in them so because there's, there's the, not physically enough space to put all of the, not physically enough the gubbins space. that you need for you actually case. need space for the speaker and you space for the air to reverberate in the, the device as well um, so, if you, so that's if why you, so if you bought your brand new flat screen tv and you listen to it and you go oh, it sounds a bit rubbish it's probably because actually that's, it's not really designed Too to have thin. good sound too thin. Yes, you need a, to get... a lot of a lot of TVs will say, "Oh, we've got great audio from the TV," and most people might be fine with it. But I think both mm. of us are the people that once you hear once you hear the potential of what you can get out of the things we're going to mention, uh, you you don't really want to go back. All right. So, so what's that? What's the, what are the options then? First things first, the cheapest and probably the simplest way of doing it is actually buying a set of computer speakers. It's huh. something I had for quite a few years. Um, you can go on Amazon. You can buy a, a set of computer speakers for thirty quid, and you can just plop them right behind your TV. Um, I'd recommend getting one with a dedicated subwoofer as well, but they're like 30, 35 quid. Um, and they will definitely amplify the level of sound that you get from your TV because they've got a dedicated subwoofer, you get a lot more bass. Um, and they just connect by a, a headphone jack, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack into the back mm. of your TV. And jobs are good. And it's not bad quality audio from very little expense. So that's the first thing I'd recommend. The okay, next, next and probably... The most common solution I'd recommend is getting a soundbar. What's a soundbar? Um, so there, you often see them on, I don't know, TV. You get you get a TV and then in front <laughs> of the, that, under it's the TV. Uh, <laughs> under the TV. Yes. In front of the TV, it's a, uh, a bar that looks like a long speaker. So I guess a long square or a long tube. Yeah. Um, and it's got a whole array of speakers in it. So it'll have front firing, it'll have different speakers, it'll probably have a subwoofer in there as well. Um, and these are designed to, to elevate the sound of your, your TV. So they're specifically designed to fire at you, the listener, um, and yeah, and take your audio to the next level. So you can get, I mean, I think you get what you pay for with soundbars. Um, yeah. But good soundbars that really take your audio to the next level can be had for around 400. So some of the best at that price point are the, the Sonos Beam or there's a, a JBL Bar Studio. Um, other ones are obviously available, but they are, they're, they're, rated very good very well very highly that's what i meant to say um if you spend a little extra on your soundbar actually you can get things that replicate full surround sound systems so the sonos arc which i actually have at the moment um is labeled as an all-in-one solution because it has speakers that fire out to the side as well so they sort of act as surround sound speakers and it sounds as if sounds coming from the left and the right of you um so yeah there's a lot you can get with with sub um soundbars but they they do have very good audio quality and they're specifically designed for that um 
One of the things I like about the Sonos Arc is you, I think you can pair it with other Sonos speakers. You can, yeah. Other speakers are available. This podcast is uh, <laughs> it's not, not, sponsored, not by sponsored by Sonos. Um, if they wanted to, we wouldn't say no. <laughs> we wouldn't say no. We wouldn't um, say no. And then the final and probably most complex and most expensive solution, if you really, really want to get that best audio quality, is to invest in a full surround sound setup. So this is where you yeah. buy a dedicated system. You've got a front firing, you've got the left and right channel, you've got rear channels. It got a dedicated subwoofer, and if you, I think you really have to plan this out. You know, it's something you have to commit to. Um, you need to buy like an AV receiver as well to take the information and distribute it to all those different uh, speaker systems. So you'll need to plan it. You'll need to save for it. It'll, it's, it'll be an expensive thing. You'll have a lot of cables running everywhere unless you can hide that within the wall or something. So you really have to dedicate yourself to it. But it's arguably the best sound quality. The only thing I'd say is think of your neighbours if you're in a flat or if you've got like a terrace house please don't get one of those because the whole street will probably hear what you're listening to as well <laughs> especially especially it's the lower frequencies isn't it the lower the frequency yeah. the further it travels so yeah if you had i mean you could have i because i think a lot of people will have very expensive systems and massive speakers but actually you have them turned quite low but it's mm. actually the 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 kind of fidelity of the audio that means yeah. you can you can kind of hear more you know exactly how Christopher Nolan wanted it to sound <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you, you can have lower audio but have actually better clarity better quality, what you're listening yeah. To. yeah so yeah all right so yeah. there's quite there's quite a price range but you could basically do anything from 30 pounds which is the kind of computer speaker plugged into your tv which I yep. I also started with and it was yep. wicked there's nothing wrong with that then you kind of got the entry level, mid to entry level sound bars, which mm-hmm. are just plugged in. How are they connected? Are they plugged in th- uh, the same different, way, like a jack? There's socket? different ways to connect them. Uh, some of them run through optical audio. Ah, oh, that's uh, the, like the thing that looks like a little red laser in the back of your TV. Yes, yes. You plug that into that, plug into the soundbar, and it does it using light. It How does it using futuristic. light. very cool. We talk about a lot of cool things in this podcast. But yeah. Yeah. Light. Um, Audio light. Yeah, or sorry. you can get some that connect via HDMI. So it's dedicated oh, wow, okay. on your HDMI TV, which can pass sound through it as well. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, and then we've got, so that's kind of the entry. And then we've got the kind of high end sound bars. So the Sonos Arc and some of the ones from Samsung that I think you They're mentioned. They're the ones that you can really uh, develop a full surround sound system for. So if you want yeah. a surround sound system, but you don't necessarily want all the cables and all the wires, you yeah. can get good solutions through uh, sound bars. Yeah. And then if you are an audiophile and you, you really want the best of the best sound, you really need to be speaking to an expert, I guess is probably what we're saying. Mm. Go, and, go and speak to an expert, go into one of those um, home sound uh, organisation companies uh, and going, you need to get an AV receiver and some speakers and... All sorts, um, there's all sorts of things you can... You can essentially just recreate a cinema in your own home. Yeah. You can get you can even get one speakers that are mounted in your ceiling that have Ooh, down yes. firing to give you proper immersion helicopters going over the top. Because there's, there's five one surround sound, which is five speakers and then one sub. And there's like yep. seven one surround sound, isn't it? Where seven seven speakers seven. and one sub. Yeah, and that seven is the one where there's uh, speakers above you. Or you can even Ooh, do seven yes. two where there's two subwoofers. And oh my God, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. That's the That's <laughs> the dream one day. Can't pay, I can't, can't pay the electricity bill or the water bill, but we have got a 7-2 <laughs> surround sound. And you can hear, the, heli- you can hear the, the whip of the blade from the helicopter. Ooh, lovely pronunciation. Thank though. you. Yeah, whip. <laughs> uh, all right, is that case closed? I think it might be. Do you say so? I think, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, that is case closed. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think it's case closed. I think it's fair to say that's case closed. And it is now time for some retro tech. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Magnificent Museum of Retro Tech, a totally not made up museum where we preserve the greatest gadgets and tech marvels for generations to come. Um, Rob, Each what, uh, week. Sorry, yes. So you, you go ahead. I was going to ask you a question, then I realised I'm going to wait. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I can't wait yes. to hear your question later. So this is a segment where each week <laughs> one of us will submit two items. However, we'll be adding one piece and one piece only to the illustrious collection. Thank you. You sounded like um, like a like a distracted parent trying to get their child to be quiet. Um, so, uh, Rob, what are some of the things that we already have in the Museum of Retro Tech? So our dear listeners who may have just joined us know what we have. Oh, man, we've got PlayStation the- 2. We've got the PlayStation 2, we've got the Sony Walkman in yes. there. Yes. We've got the original Polaroid camera. We have the first TV. We have the very first TV. We have... Mm, the Nokia 3310. 33? Yes. 3310. And yeah, what did we got... submit last week? Last week was the... I think we submitted the Casio watch. Didn't yeah, we? the original Casio watch. Yeah. The original Casio. So, so it's... It's a cracking museum. It's got almost 10 items in it. <laughs> it's got literally items in it. It has literally <laughs> items in it. Um, Rob, uh, and the, uh, list, dear listeners, the, the museum moves every week. It's a, it's a traveling museum. Um, so uh, last week we were at the Wickham Swan, I think, weren't we? Oh, Swan? no. Last week we were in the expansive Warwick Castle. We oh, had a we lot were of room. in the Warwick Castle. It was very apt because it was a huge place and we were just looking at watches. And then a few (laughs) weeks before, it was a very small place and we were looking at television sets. So, So. yeah, and I think this week we've moved back into another small location. Where are we? Why not? So this week we're coming from the Crooked House in Windsor. Ah, well, I have never been, but I will check it out. It's it's fairly close to us. It's in Windsor, as you might think. And, (laughs) you know the rhyme there was a crooked man who lived in a crooked house or something like that do the whole rhyme i've, I've never heard it so i need a full rendition please <laughs> there was a crooked a, does man it, does it need like a beat to it <laughs> yeah you can lay down a beat if you want okay. to okay I'll, I'll i'll do it i'll um i'll add it in later yeah you go <laughs> <laughs> there was a crooked man who had a crooked smile and then something about him living in a crooked house. And the crooked and maybe house. Maybe in a shoe. <laughs> there was a man who lived in a shoe. Is that like the second verse of it? Anyway, yes. Sorry, the crooked house. A crooked house. Okay. Uh, in We're, Windsor. It's in the crooked tiny, house in Windsor. It's a tiny little house. Imagine you've got a normal house. It's, yeah. You know, square, boxy, and then someone's just slanted the walls. They've just intentionally just nudged it a little bit, and it's sort of a bit, bit wobbly, and it's just nudged slightly to the left. Uh, so the walls are sort of parallel, diagonal to each other, but they're not quite straight. And uh, this Tiny is little like place an, in Windsor. An, not, uh, not an intention. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very crooked. Okay. It's, it's very old. It's, it was, uh, I think it was built in 1687. So wow. So that's why it's probably leaning over a bit. 
If I okay. was built in 1687, I'd also be a bit crooked. So we are currently in the leaning house of, of Windsor, crooked house of Windsor. Uh, so are. this week, Rob, you're going to be bringing our two potential submissions. And I, I, I now must be clear with the rules because I, ver- various times you have wanted to breach the rules. I want both. I want we've both had, my items. We've had that, many but... complaints come in from the listeners. So I, I have to be really strict with this. So as curator, I, just to be clear, I have absolute authority absolute authority as to what makes it in no ifs no buts all right absolute you're essentially authority. a dictator of this museum yeah and then next week you're the dictator of the museum only it's one item is let in all right dems the rules um so rob welcome to my office um Thank you very much. uh on the in the in the attic space it's quite a small attic. attic space it's so, we're essentially lying down at the moment we're, we're lying down <laughs> I was sat up, my head was at like a 45 degree angle, just to kind of, so we're lying down. That's what normal people do. We're lying down. Um, so For a business meeting like this, that's what we do. That's for a we, business meeting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't just sit on the floor, but anyway, we're lying, no, we're lying down. down. We're lying down. So, um, Rob, you have bought two items. Um, yes. Hopefully they're quite small. Um, so they work, you know, I can hold them lying down because it's going to be quite, if they're, you know, big, it's going to be a little bit tricky to handle. But anyway. Well, thankfully for you, I've brought two portable items this oh, week. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So okay. What have you got? I have brought two laptops from times gone by. So the first one is called the Osborne One and it is the original laptop. The first wow. commercially successfully portable microcomputer, as they called it. Um, okay. So it's not necessarily a laptop like you might imagine. It's a lot stubbier. Uh, it's still got a keyboard and it's got a screen, but it's got a lot else going on with it. It's more like a, um, I don't know, closed up, it looks like a sewing machine, I guess. So okay. it's, it's not the usual sort of rectangular dimensions that you might imagine. Um, but it's, it's got a keyboard. It's got a tiny little five inch screen okay. produced almost 40 years ago to the day. Uh, wow. Released April the 3rd, 1981. Oh my goodness! Um, oh my and it goodness! Cost in today's money five thousand dollars. So you better handle this with care because it's it's an expensive piece of kit. It's, it's and worth a lot. Do you know how much RAM it came with back in the day? Um, let me let me take a guess. Was it um sixty four kilobytes? How have you done that? That is bang on sixty four <laughs> kilobytes of RAM. I should have said sixty five kilobytes, and you go no sixty four. <laughs> Absolute fool! How could you so, think do that? Okay. I have it. It's quite heavy. Has my accent? Is it good? <laughs> How heavy is it's it? Brilliant. It it looks quite. Uh, it looks quite heavy. I've got a photo pulled up in front of it's me. It's ten kilograms, so you might want to hit the gym <laughs> oh a bit more if you can't move. That. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I'm I'm lying down, so I'm basically bench That's pressing true. a. You're this, shuffling it right now. This laptop. I use the word laptop very loosely here. Yeah. Okay, ten so kilogram laptop. Yeah. So it's got a teeny tiny screen, keyboard, and mouse. <clears throat> um, does it run PowerPoint? Can I do PowerPoint on it? So. I'm not sure you can quite do PowerPoint, but you can do... It's got a word processor. Okay. Ooh, don't know how I said that. Word processor. Yeah. It's got a spreadsheet functionality, and it even has a game installed on it as well called Colossal Cave. Ooh. Not quite 4K I'm, graphics. It's a no. text-based game where you're exploring okay. a cave. So that is the Osborne one. I'm going to be that honest. Got to be honest. Not a looker. Not a, not a not nice-looking <laughs> computer. Let's... Um, <laughs> hey, it takes all sorts to make a world. Yeah, not I. Yeah, let's move on to the next one. So the next item, I'm going to put this one down over here. 
my um my arms are aching a little bit because it's quite painful. Okay, so I think the next, the next one, one you might like a little bit more. As okay. an Apple fanboy, oh. this is the PowerBook 100, which is Apple's very first laptop. Okay, so and this this is much more what you would have expected to see from one of the first laptops. It's the traditional shape. It's not big. It's not big at all. It's only got a, a nine inch screen, I believe. Yeah. Um, but it's got a keyboard. It's got a screen. It's even got a little, well, it's not quite a trackpad. It's got one of those balls. It's like, you yeah. know, the old mice that used to have a ball underneath it. Yeah. Imagine someone's done that, flipped it upside down and put it on a laptop. That's have, how you move them. I have around. got a, I have got a photo of it here in front of me. And you know what? That looks like a laptop. Like if somebody put that in front it of does. me, I'd say that's a laptop. The other one I would say, um, is that for like launching a nuclear missile? It looks a <laughs> bit, it looks a little bit, um, yeah, I'd love uh, to see someone in today's world whip out the Osborne one in a business uh, meeting in a like shared a, like space, a, like, like a hit from the tube train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you haven't heard of the Osborne one? Oh yeah, it's, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the Museum of Retro Tech with a, a um, record a record player on the seat next to them. Yeah, um, hand crank. Um, yeah. Now this, so, the, I this this looks nice. A nice looking computer, actually. I would it's say not bad, it, is it? It it is. Um, you know, it, it, you can tell it's old, but it it's it looks like quite a classic. Like it's very, it's got a nice design to it. It's it doesn't. Sleek. It's look, very Apple. I'd yeah, say it's very Apple. Yeah, um, it's, it's just it, it is it 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 looks more than just functional. It looks actually quite nice looking. It's something you'd like to have around you. So this came out uh, ten years later than the Osborne one. So okay, nineteen ninety one. And it came out for the equivalent price of $4,300 in today's money. So okay, again, coming down. pretty expensive. But this one had two to eight megabytes of RAM. So we've we've gone up Whoa. a lot. We've gone up know, a lot. Yeah. Tenfold. Um, yeah. So there you, know there you it, go. It's, it, it's, it looks like a toy laptop, I think. It does. It's what you give a child today, isn't it? I mean, you might not want to <laughs> yeah. do that because it is a vintage item. But uh, wow. yeah. I, yeah, okay. So I now need to make a decision, don't I? I need to make a... Which Please one do. do I think? Well, okay. I think I was pretty obvious that I didn't really like the look of the Osborne one. But you but like the concept of it. It's the very first portable Yeah, I can't ignore machine. that. I can't ignore that. And as, as somebody who's a big fan of Apple devices, I also need to make sure I don't, you know, overly bias myself. It's true. Um, I like Sonos products. I like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, sponsorship... Um, uh, is available <laughs> yeah yeah no 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 only joking um so, uh, so yeah and I, so i think the power is is a great looking computer mm-hmm. but you know it wasn't the first laptop i'm sure there were other laptops that looked like it um it was just maybe the first apple laptop whereas i think the osborne one as i said is not a nice looking computer but i think it it it, it was the start of something that we all now take for granted we all i mean certainly in this day and i day day, day and, and age day, day and age <laughs> that's old terry coming back um <laughs> uh in this you know we're all, a lot of us are working from home and mm. using laptops so without this device we i don't know what we'd be doing we would be i don't know doing it over the phone or something so i think the osborne one i think on balance wow. i think it has to be has to be added into the um, Museum of Retro Tech. Amazing. I did not expect that, but I'm very yeah. pleased that you did. I think it's also got the cooler name. Imagine going, oh yeah, I've got an Osborne One. Yeah. What have you got? It's, isn't there a, isn't there, isn't there a, uh, like a Spider-Man thing <laughs> yeah. for Osborne? Is that Harry Osborne? Osborne yeah. Harry Osborne, yeah. Harry Osborne is uh, Spider-Man's friend. Well, so, I think go. with that, 
as I said, is going to have to be Osborne 1 that gets submitted. So welcome to the collection Osborne 1. And that is it from the Museum of Retro Tech. And with that, it is time for us to end this episode of Interneted. Thank you for joining us for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast, well, this episode is hosted, produced, produced, (laughs) hosted, (laughs) produced and written by Michael Bird and me, Rob Murgatroyd. And special thanks to Terry in Wokingham for today's episode. Yeah, no worries. How you doing? If you've got any suggestions or you'd like to submit your own question to the Agony Uncles, you can send us a voice message on our website, anchor.fm forward slash interneted. That's anchor.fm forward slash interneted. Just like Terry did. Just like Terry Terry did. Um, (laughs) Yes. And um, I like I like the fact you said hosted, produced it, and then written. I like we wrote we like we wrote, produced it. Um, we are releasing episodes every week, so make sure you don't to, so you not make sure you don't miss on our next episode. Rob, mate, what are you doing? <laughs> um, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, don't forget to give us a what, Rob. Oh, it's cheeky. It's beyond oh, cheeky. The cheekiest, <laughs> the cheekiest of all the five star ratings. Uh, So thank you so much for tuning in and we hope to see you next week for the next episode of Interneted.